You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Blue Jays reporter, Gregor Chisholm. And, Gregor, the winter meetings are in the rearview mirror now. The Blue Jays, as far as what they did, they continue to kind of make low-risk deals, make smaller deals this offseason to kind of help out this team to get better. One guy that it seemed like they really would have loved to add in the outfield that wouldn't have been one of those deals would have been Dexter Fowler. Uh, Fowler officially heading to the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, so that's one swing and a miss, I guess, as far as the Blue Jays go this off season and this hot stove season. How do they regroup now that Fowler is a Cardinal? Yeah, it's, it's it's in some ways very similar to what the Blue Jays did with Edwin Encarnacion when it seemed like they moved on from him. He was really their plan A, and in a lot of ways, Dexter Fowler was kind of a plan B in terms of adding a marquee guy. And uh, when they moved on from Encarnacion, they they spread the wealth a little bit. Uh, you know, Steve Pierce got a two-year deal. Obviously, they're committing some dollars to Justin Smoke next year as well. I think you're probably going to see a similar approach in the outfield. Uh, where they're going after um, probably some mid-tier guys. I still expect it to be through free agency as opposed to trade, uh, simply because I think they really want to keep a lot of the assets that they have in-house. They don't want to part with them, so they'd rather spend the money, and clearly they have money to spend because they made uh, you know, a long-term offer to Dexter Fowler, and, and it seems like they have you know, upwards of $25 million, so they're going to spread that around a few different guys um, to try and fill those holes and probably get two guys uh, for what you would have paid uh, Dexter Fowler, who would have been the top priority. Some of those guys that are available, Gregor, are guys that were on the roster a year ago. Um, they wouldn't necessarily fit into the, what you were just saying, but Batista's still out there. It seems like the, there's not a lot of interest there, but who knows if he continues. If the stock drops, I guess. Uh, Mike uh, Saunders is still out there. Are they more likely to go other routes, though, like the Brandon Mosses, Rajay Davises out there? Yeah, you know, Brandon Moss is certainly an intriguing guy to a certain extent, and Ben Revere on a, on a bounce-back uh, type season is, is an interesting guy as well. And uh, I think those are going to be the kind of guys that they're going to look at. And, you know, I think they have probably circled back on uh, Michael Saunders to kind of take a look at his market as well. The Batista ones are probably is the one that's not going to happen. I don't think this team is prepared to go uh, more than a year on Batista, and he's looking for something like that, and he's going to wait it out until he thinks he – uh, you know, can find an offer that, that he's willing to go for. Um, so I think it's going to be spread around a little bit, and, and I think Brandon Moss is, is kind of a, a kind of a perfect example of someone that they're kind of looking for, a little bit of, uh, you know, power upside. In a lot of ways, he's got a very similar case to the one that Michael Saunders has. Both guys had incredible first halves. Uh, the second half didn't go the way that they wanted to, and that's why they're available on these kind of low-risk type contracts. How much can we look into the moves that the Blue Jays have made here as opposed to moves they've made in the past um, and, and just kind of see that this is somewhat of a changing of the philosophy with Shapiro and Atkins in the front office versus the old regime? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, Alex Anthopoulos really kind of had a high-risk, high-reward kind of approach, and we saw that over the years. We saw it. Uh, you know, not work out in some big blockbuster deals. And, the, and then we saw it obviously culminate in, in the 2015 season where every, everything seemed to go the Blue Jays' way. And, you know, he shot big. And, and this regime does seem to 
take a little bit more of a moderate approach, especially, you know, I don't think it's always going to be that way. There are guys that, that they will go long-term on. Obviously they made, you know, a four-year deal tanker Nacion. They made a long-term offer to Dexter Fowler. There are guys who they will go long-term on, uh, but I think they're going to be really careful and, and go few and far between. And with that, and I think they're going to fill out the rest of the roster um, with some short-term deals, because this is also a team that still has a lot of big contracts uh, coming the way uh, later on with the, Troy Tulowitzki still signed long-term, Russell Martin for another three years. Uh, they got a lot of big money tied up later on. I think they're going to be careful uh, that they don't paint themselves into a corner by adding guys uh, as kind of an emergency backup when their top guys uh, don't end up with the team. There were some rumors around the winter meetings about, um, as far as trading goes, trading a pitcher maybe to to bring in an outfield, an impact outfielder. Um, one of the rumors that was out there was was for Charlie Blackman with the Rockies and the possibility of maybe a Marcus Stroman. Seems like that wasn't a rumor started from the Blue Jays' side of things, right? There, there's not a lot of interest in, in trading a Marcus Stroman. No, and I think what happens there is, you know, the Blue Jays, whenever they're trying to go, they're, I mean, they're, they're making inquiries on, on a lot of the top guys who are available because they want to see what the asking prices are. And you know, Charlie Blackman is, is a perfect kind of a, a fit for what this team needs in terms of an outfielder. But the issue is that, you know, whenever they're, they're making calls, it, it's, it's guys uh, that they're not willing to give up that other teams really want. And, and because they don't have the prospect capital in the upper levels, they've got to give some talent off the big league roster. And, and obviously Stroman's a guy that other teams are going to ask for in return. And from a Jays perspective, I just don't think there's any way uh, it's really going to be able to happen. I mean, they'd have to be totally blown away. This team, as it's constructed right now, is really built around that starting rotation, and they don't have any depth to speak of after that. And so if you trade a Stroman uh, to fill another hole, you're creating a really big one in the rotation. And for a team that's built around pitch, starting pitching right now, that, that's not a direction I would expect them to take. One more thing to touch on with you, Gregor. The Rule 5 draft is the end of the winter meetings every year on Thursday morning, and it's a chance for teams to kind of pluck off prospects, not necessarily prospects, but guys that that other teams haven't protected uh, as far as their 40-man roster goes. A year ago, the Blue Jays had great success with Joe Biagini. Uh, What a lift he gave to the bullpen, and he was a Rule 5 guy. Uh, They go with another pitcher in 2016. They get Glenn Sparkman from the Royals. He's a right-handed pitcher. Um, Do you know much about Sparkman, I guess? I I think he's coming off Tommy John surgery, and is there a chance he could be Biagini too? Yeah, and I think the Tommy John surgery is is one reason why the Blue Jays thought that he was he was not protected and that he was available uh, in this draft. And uh, you know he he came back from that last year, so there shouldn't be any uh, repercussions of that going into this year, and probably should be you know. And now that he's a year removed, uh, should be that much stronger. And and this is really just another um, you know shot in the dark in terms of trying to find. Uh, someone with up, upside for the bullpen as well. The Blue Jays have multiple spots available down there, and uh, so why not take a, a chance? And it's a guy who has started before in his career. The Blue Jays will be looking at him in this particular role as a reliever, and so they think the velocity can play up a little bit. He's a guy who can hit mid-90s. Um, and so it's a, it's a shot. You know, it, it, A lot of times these don't work out, but all you have to do is look back at the Biagini situation uh, last year and realize that, uh, you, know, you might as well at least take your chance and see see what you can come up with. 
Yeah, and it's a low-risk situation. You have to pay $100,000 to the Royals uh, to get Sparkman. And if you end up returning him to the Royals, you actually get 50000 of that back. So it's a... It's not a big risk. That's double the money it used to be, but still certainly a, a small risk and the chance for big rewards if it works out like Joe Biagini did a year ago. Great stuff as always, Gregor. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Blue Jays edition. For Gregor Chisholm, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.